So we just finished watching Hamilton. <laughs> Way cool. I am just so... Uh, I'm, st- I'm in shock. I'm still in disbelief that I, in New Zealand, Aotearoa, New Zealand, got to see Hamilton in my home. Because <laughs> I thought I could never travel to where Hamilton would be. Um, and here it was the greatest uh, musical uh, at the moment mm-hmm. and has been so for the however many years. And it was unreachable. Mm-hmm. And, and now I've been moved to tears and laughter and, and joy uh, from this amazing experience. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you, Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, thank you for your $75 million <laughs> beating out Netflix and Apple TV. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, so um, I've listened to this album I don't know how many times and uh, have you listened to it before? Zero. D- how much did you know about Hamilton before you watched it? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what did you think of the story, of the songs, of the style? Oh, brilliant. Um, in all aspects, yeah, yeah. Great staging. Um, if, if anything, the, the one difference between this and, and British musicals is the set. It's the one thing that doesn't change. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's like a school show. You know, you yeah. just expect things to stay the same and here the actors are moving. Um, minimalist, absolutely minimalist. Um, even the cozies, uh, you know, monochromatic cozies, just, just to show who's important, who's not. Um, and, uh, and the big difference, of course, was made uh, by the, the coats and the colours of the coats uh, and so on. But it was, it was very... In terms of staging, that minimalism gave it flexibility. So you could change your, your uh, obviously your actors are playing different characters easily mm. because of that. And um, I just love, there were two stories happening at once. Um, obviously the one that they were singing about, but the stories of the ensemble in, behind, you know, this monochromatic ensemble um, really showing the um, emotions and the intensity of what was happening, what we're hearing the uh, principals sing and say, um, was being shown in their movements and their movements. Their choreography mm-hmm. was amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, that's, that's the second story of it. Mm. I've said enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good, you know. It's good to be able to rave about something. Um, I love... Uh, the staging was the one thing that was new, brand new to me. Um, mm. And so... Uh, and I don't know a lot about American history either, so that's new, newish to me as well. But the stage was um, bare and uh, there were many ways in which in my head, the way I had imagined it, listening to the album was very, very different, a lot more full. But the uh, one part of the uh, staging that I loved was the um, when they went super surrealist. And so they were obviously minimalist and uh, that was fine. But when they... Um, did more than when they didn't try to be realistic that just made it excellent um, and the one scene that that really became apparent was the eye of the hurricane mm. when he was standing in the middle of the circle I think they overused the circle that's probably just my poor mm. opinion mm. I'm sure they used it symbolically and the more that I would watch it the more I would mm. understand what they were doing with the circle but the mm. um, the, the circle around the stage rotates and so 
you had these characters from Hamilton's life standing around him, rotating around him as he was making up his mind to do commit one of the worst um, decisions he's ever made. Um, and yeah, it's just a really powerful moment, and because um, you you get to see inside his mind in front of you on the stage. Mm. Yeah. Um, two two um, comments on that one. One of the shortest one is the revolve. I love the revolve. Um, uh, it was a donut. It wasn't. Um, so uh, there were actually two revolves. There was mm. an outer ring and, a, and an inner ring that could uh, rotate separately. And I thought they used it really well. My favourite moment of it was when he's standing in the middle um, revolve, but he's on the edge of it. And his wife Eliza is on the ring yeah. that's revolving, and they're back to back. Yeah, and then the revolve brings them face to face. Yeah, and so they they do see do they pass back to back, and then they they meet each other's eyes. They're very um, very powerful. Really done really well. Um, so that's the revolve. Loved it. Um, the uh, other one you you mentioned was this use of time. Now, um, in most shows, time uh, moves fairly. Uh, much the same all the way through the show. Some shows, uh, as I mentioned before, have, um, well, the more modern ones, take a slice of life. Um, it's very rare now to find um, a show or a movie or even a story that starts at the beginning and goes right to the end of, of the main character's life. Um, so usually there are moments of truth. But this one actually did do the whole, uh, well, most of the whole st- of his story, which is really cool. Um but they didn't do it sequentially. They, I mean, they did do it sequentially, but they didn't do it at the same pace. Time slowed down at those moments mm. of decision, those mm. moments of truth, and then it skipped whole, you know, de- whole years, and so almost whole decades. And and so we're um, time is very much interpretive, um, which I really like. Good use, um, really dramatic. Um, and um, yeah, I particularly liked the times when they made time slow down. Mm. Um, you know, in the duels. Um, yeah. Mm. Um, and I think what something that's really important. Last thing I'll say. Something that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's really important in shows is pace. Mm. Um, and it's very easy to get your audience bored or get them tired and exhausted mm-hmm. if you've got the pace too fast too slow um, and and getting that mixture of fast and slow getting the the times of pathos um, and the times of excitement right in a show is really important and I think they got it right yeah they aced that um, and what I think they were trying for what I found really interesting was the um, structure of the show like the the fact that they did pause at different particular times and the the way where they positioned the songs and how and what they spoke to in those songs um, the the first time seeing it I was able to understand kind of the characters and the character motives behind the actions and so it seemed like Hamilton during that year when he committed adultery um, and he won the the vote for his banks to be in New York and the and the the capital to be in Virginia. That that um, decision and all of that was was kind of his year where he was in meltdown. And George Washington was supporting him, sustaining him. I didn't get that 
um, George Washington set up, possibly set up that room where it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, th- in in a sense, the when I'm listening to the album, it sounds a lot more triumphalistic. When I'm watching it on the screen, I can see how broken uh, Hamilton is so much of the time um, and and how he's just trying to hold it all together. The other aspect of, of this is is the the themes. I think this is a very postmodern show, particular, partly, and I think the, the set, the minimalism uh, uh, reflects on this, um, postmodern, mm. um, and bec- especially the storytelling for storytelling's sake. We're almost watching the story of... Lin-Manuel Miranda writing Hamilton at the same time we're watching, at least this is my impression, because we're hearing these characters singing about their place in the history books. And sure, they are making history, but I doubt that many of us are are thinking about that that much. I mean, maybe. I don't know, maybe it is a, a recent phenomenon of caring about your legacy a lot. I'm not sure. Well, Okay, yeah, a couple of thoughts on that one. Um, well, you know, the, the surveys of, of the current generation are, are, are saying that um, most important thing to them is, is significance, this idea of not just being a random blonde or a random chick or a random anyone, um, but of, of all the things that are important, you know, significance is, is really one of them, especially in what some would call an overpopulated world. Um, so, yeah, legacy is, is can be important or... Or at least the idea of of making meaning in your own lifetime, making your your life count for something or for someone, yeah, I think that's a very postmodern idea, which hasn't always been present in every generation. Um, and obviously, it's not right around the whole world, but uh, much of it. Um, one thing about Hamilton, um, well, you you mentioned uh, you can imagine Lin Manuel Miranda writing it. Um, and I think uh, every creation tells the story of its own creation in a certain way. So, I, yeah, I can get that. that we can see, we get glimpses of what Lin-Manuel Miranda wanted to say about, you know, Hamilton uh, through this production. And, yeah, yeah, so I get that. Um, but one of the things um, that, that came strongly through the movie, uh, the production, which um, I'm, I'm agreeing with you is, is that the, the characters talking about their own legacy and singing about, um, you know, history is watching them um, and, you know, what will you think of me? Will this, this final act of mine be the last, be what you think of me? And, and then who's going to tell my story? Who represents uh, my life? Um, and, uh, and in that way, the, uh, of, of all the fantastic songs, the one that moved me to tears... Um, and I always cry in every show, um, and this one was the final song, and what a way to end a show w- w- on a sad note <laughs> and, a, and a horrific face. Um, and and I cried because she took up his his cause, um, and um, yeah, she told the story. She represented. She stood up and did a whole lot of good that he could not, obviously. So yeah, so that was very moving. My observation, it's not a criticism, but my observation is while Hamilton had what why we, we call a thick description, most of the other characters were flat. 
Jefferson stayed Jefferson how the whole you know he didn't change there, there were a few characters who changed a little uh, Angelica might have been one of them maybe um, but but otherwise you know Washington was Washington was Washington the, the, everyone was just black and white um, and yeah it is about Hamilton I get it <laughs> um, but yeah and and yeah obviously a Burr who started as a friend and yeah. and then um, yeah. you know went stupid. Uh, <laughs> um, so obviously, there's more to those characters in history mm. than the uh, musical could could portray. What they did portray was the influence they had on Hamilton's decisions mm-hmm. and and his life. Mm. Um, yeah. So, what do you think about that? Uh, I think that that links to. Um, the idea of uh, what ambition and caring about your legacy can do to you. It can ruin you. Uh, And I think that's mostly, if there is a moral, uh, that would be potentially one of them, um, is you see the battle right from the beginning of of Eliza asking Hamilton to stay um, when she's pregnant with Philip. Um, And she is saying... Um, let this be enough. Um, and he go he goes back into war. Uh, we don't get a narrative comment about this, um, but this th- does come back later uh, when he has to get his plan through Congress, um, and he doesn't take a break, and that leads to uh, committing adultery, um, which leads to embezzlement. Uh, not of government funds, of his own funds, but still. Um, and, and it's, I'm not sure if I'm using the word embezzlement right. No, it's <laughs> no not I'm right, not. That's okay. Okay. Um, we know what you mean. Thank you. <laughs> uh, the, um, and, and so there's this, this downward spiral of Hamilton because of his ambition and he cares. And he's, when he's commenting on himself as Macbeth in his letter to Angelica, mm. I was, this is the first time that I actually saw that being true, I'm thinking maybe unless, apart from maybe the first time, but when you listen to the album, and this may be just a comment on how we listen to musicals or, or, or listen to albums. When, when you hear it the first time, you judge it and you think, oh, okay, yep, 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 yep. And it actually took me a while to get into this. Like I listened to part of the album and then went away a few months and then came back to it uh, once more people I knew had gotten into it. And then I, I listened to the whole thing and was intently paying attention to it. And then after that, and I was experiencing some of the things that I was experiencing this time watching it. After that, I just watched it, uh, listened to it, listened to the album uh, without really, and got enraptured in the music and the story. And I, I cried several times listening to it. But the the I didn't. Um, heed any warnings in the story or anything. So there's a, there's a difference between kind of passively enjoying something and, and actively participating in it. Um, and Burr is the flip side of the coin where Hamilton finds himself crushed under his ambition and, for his legacy um, and finds redemption Um and whether it's just the symbolism of the church and the idea of redemption there, or whether there was literally his soul was saved because he he lost his son, um, which all you know goes back to his own actions. 
Um, and same as uh, Eliza, because Angelica comments that it's a grace too powerful to name or something like that. Mm. That it's it's mm. uh, this is, this is un imaginable un unimaginable uh, grace that so it's inhuman it's mm. supernatural grace that they are uh that she forgives him for everything and it so that's that's a, a powerful so bears the flip side of that where he learns from so yeah he he gets embroiled in the ambition and the the the, the strive the drive that hamilton has uh, this non-stop drive. Um, Burr picks up on that and runs for president against Jefferson um, and sees... And that's what destroys him mm. because in his pride and ambition, he reveals himself to be the hack the, mm. that he is. Um, I'm not sure if I'm using the word hack correctly either. So that, that's that's my piece. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And that's a consequence of the flat characters. I'm sure there's more to Burr um, th- than Hamilton represents, that, um, than the show represents. Right. Um, but yeah, but that's, that's how they portray him. That's how they tell his story. And, and that's, that's because they have to tell a story. You mm. know, they, they, mm. can't, they can't just portray these events and these characters. I'd love to talk about the Macbeth link because um, Macbeth, of course, is, is the character that... Um, has huge ambition, um, achieves it, gets ultimate power, um, and then, of course, has this... Um, uh, and through self-destructive tendencies and, and then becomes a victim of his own self-destruction and, and falls into despair and um, <clears throat> disillusionment. Not just disillusionment, but also um, he uh, becomes... He who was so street smart becomes blind to what's happening around him. And it's interesting that, um, I'm not sure if you picked up, um, after Hamilton makes that um, comparison with Macbeth, um, he not long afterwards comes out with tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Um, it was before that. Yeah, yeah, so that, that's right. So that, that's the last sort of reference to uh, Macbeth. And of course that is... That starts Macbeth's great speech of despair, mm. um, and so you know that gives a picture of of where Hamilton was at that moment in, in his thinking. Um, yeah, so so I, that that was really quite interesting. And and in terms of self destruction, both his son and him made the fatal mistake of underestimating or not really knowing their enemy, mm. which was crazy. He should have known that this man was was desperate, and he he was. Um, out of his usual character, he should have known that um, this man was not going to be honourable. Um, mm. Maybe he did. Uh, I don't know. Um, maybe. Yeah, maybe he was walking into it <laughs> yeah. knowingly. Yeah, maybe that was he was. It was his complete decision, um, and his son should have known that but this um, dishonourable man, this dishonourable man, was dishonourable, and he, that this event um, would not change mm. his stripes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, these self-destructive illusions that we have. Mm. Yeah, you kind of have the world's point of view, and then um, a not disillusioned. Well, maybe disillusioned is the right word. Um, and this links to my personal spiritual journey as well. And I think my journey relates to a lot of millennials. Um, I don't know if I'm a millennial or whatever, but who's who's been 
told from movies like robots and and others that you can be what you mm. dream right mm. that you yep. Uh, you create your destiny that you should strive you have the greatness in you um and the the reality of where that gets you now this it more closely links to my um personal journey with the idea of being satisfied mm. um and i love the mm. um how the fact that hamilton is never satisfied mm. is his downfall mm. Ambition um, again. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, one thing I did want to comment on was um, uh, this this idea. It, it appears, you know, well, the show is sort of saying that um, Hamilton's regard for his wife was secondary to his own ambition. Mm. Um, now, how, now, however lofty that ambition might have been, and, and the ambition was to save the nation in battle, to save the nation's um, financial security, to save the nation in other ways. Um, yeah, I get it. Uh, and and uh, his regard for Eliza, uh, as represented by the show, was secondary all the way through, mm-hmm. even up to his the morning of his death, mm-hmm. how they're representing that. And, and yes, he praises her, but he knows he's going to his death, you can tell. Mm. Um uh yeah and and I suppose ultimately it is portrayed in the pamphlet um which is mm. an amazing decision because here he is he's confessing his sins he's giving details about his sins he's not just yep. <laughs> saying oh by the way um and he's so in in a way it's a good decision because he's been absolutely upfront and honest Publishing it to the world, yeah, maybe not the most clever thing. But he, one of the consequences of that was disregard for Eliza. Yeah. That instead of shutting his mouth and protecting her, um, he, he opened his mouth and, and hurt her. Now, you could say that that was probably better than a whole lot of rumours running around her and she living under suspicion. So... Yeah. Tough decision. Did he make the right one? What were the consequences of it? Tricky, tricky. Yeah. Uh, so I see myself in, in that as well. The pride of thinking that I can do what I always am good at and get out of it, you know? So even when I've made a mistake, because I'm me, if I uh, do me, then I'll be fine and people will love me. And so Hamilton makes the same misjudgment and says, um, because I can write my way out of anything, mm. uh, he says, overwhelm them with honesty. Mm. So uh, the more that I write about my explicit affairs, mm. the more that they will be um, touched by me. Because that's mm. what's happened in the mm. past. Mm. Um, and again, he finds that that is an untrue reality. And so... Um, there's this aspect, and, and this is what I was getting to before that I, I lost track of, was the difference in thinking between his mind and Philip was the difference between um, the honourable way of thinking mm. um, and the worldly way of thinking. So uh, Philip naturally wants to get back physically um, mm. and not just disparage the other person's honour by having him get shot, which is not a very good way of disparaging his honour mm. anyway. Mm. It only works in a very 
masculine, oh, he's a better shot than you type of value system anyway. Mm. Um, the And so there's, there's that worldly value system. And then there's the honorable value system that Hamilton has learned mm. um, the hard way. Yeah, it's interesting ideas. I think what I'd like to turn to now is the portrayal. Okay, so so less of the story and more because how are we? What what do you think of the portrayal of this story mm. by the musical? So mm. the biggie, of course, is the rap. Mm. Wow, what a decision to make! Was it a good decision? Actually, I my thinking is yes, it was the best decision because um, it broke the musical genre. So it made the musical current and contemporary and interesting and relative or relating well to current um, um, musical goers. And ideologies. Yeah. So that was really good. I think what surprised me, because I'm not a fan of rap, what surprised me at at the beginning, I found it hard to listen to and I had to really concentrate to hear the words. I don't know if my ears, my mind got better uh, listening to it or whether they slowed down or whether the songs um, were different. But um, it got better and I could hear and understand it a lot better as we got through the, um, mm. the musical. Um, brave decision. Brave on, on part of the backers, the financial backers, to actually say, yeah, okay, let's go with this. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pleased, so pleased they did. Yep. I've, I've watched a really good YouTube video about I'm not sure if I could find it again, but uh, it was about how rap has a different style of um, poetry that is better suited to politics. Um, how And uh, in the old-fashioned musicals, you get um, songs, uh, especially choruses, which are very singular idea. Um, and you have a repeated phrase that happens again and again throughout the the refrain, kind of. Um, and rap, you can have multiple rhymes per line. You can have multiple ideas per line. You can fit a whole lot more in. So it just suits. It just suits arguments a lot better. And mm. this is a show where almost everyone is arguing the whole time, uh, which is interesting. Um, which is a really mm. good drama that everyone is wanting something every time they speak, mm. and that's essential for for compelling drama. And at, at least in theory, from what I've I've learned. Um, so that's rap, uh, and I think the music as well is. Um, well, again, on the rap, it it lends itself to the postmodernness of the show mm. that they have people whose race is not the same as the character they're portraying. Mm. And that's another excellent thing. Mm. Um, Finally. Yeah. yeah. Um, because we don't need that realism, mm. especially in, in theatre. Mm. Um, so uh, th- there's one thing. Um, and so the, the next aspect is this, the music itself, which I think they did very well and I can understand how Lin-Manuel took a lot of inspiration from Les Mis. Mm-hmm. Do you see those connections there? Mm, yeah, there's definitely connections there. What do you think of the music? Um, I actually found the music very simple. Yeah. Um, and I think that really helped. He's got simple melodies and simple chord sequences, and I thought, oh, I've heard you know, something similar to this before. And yeah, yeah, it's they're well-known, 
ways of evoking certain um, emotions and, and, you know, conveying certain moods and so on. Um, and I didn't mind that. I, I thought he used them well. Um, I don't think he overused them. I don't think he tried to get complicated like some, <laughs> some uh, musical theatre writers who I you know, don't really like a lot. You're allowed to name them. <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll discover those as we watch the musicals. <laughs> he didn't overcomplicate it. And I think, um, and you know, that's, it became a gestalt like the simple costumes, like the simple set. Um, the the simplicity of the music carried the message really well. The mm. the music did not get in the way of the message, and I think that was really important. Yeah. Um. And but I think the great unsung hero of this song is the lighting. That was so cool. <laughs> yes, the that lighting was, was fantastic. Just amazing, and because all you've got is this pretty bare, bare stage. stage. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yes, okay, you've got to revolve. And a get few, it, but, few props. <laughs> but very, very little. And, you know, how can you denote... Um, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's, a, you know, there's, there's people um, in two rooms at one point. Yep. And there's they only a like shadow between them. That's, that's <laughs> all you've got, and, you know. Uh, and, you know, obviously night and day and, and yep. you know, highlighting things. And there were some great... Uh, Broadway kind of moments where you've got the spotlight on you and it's all going. There's, yep. there's the big boom at the end, and yep. you know, yeah, okay. So they they didn't shy away from that. So yeah, we're we're Broadway. We're proud of it. We're doing it. So there, you know, you yep. paid for it. You're getting it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they also had these beautiful subtle moments, yep. and um, and yeah. So I th- I think the the lighting had to do what the set. Out, couldn't and yeah. and I think they it again they it. used it really well. Mm. I, I agree. Uh, the moment of two moments of lighting that I loved were when um, yes, after the scene where they were in two rooms um, and Eliza came in the background and there was a light on her mm. and you know you don't expect there to be more than just the front lights. And then somehow, out of nowhere, there is this glow in the background. You don't know where it comes from. The other moment is night and day that you mentioned before when, mm. when Hamilton goes to visit Aaron Burr at night time. And the stage is bright until f- one second later. And it's the, the, the design of that lighting was just instant. Mm. You knew what time it was. Mm. Um, mm. And so that was cool. Um, the, um, there are... Ton, there's a, a few YouTube videos about how interconnected the music of Hamilton is, mm-hmm. um, the uh, light motifs, those oh, sorts yeah. of things. Yep. Um, I agree that it wasn't too complicated, um, but I think it was complicated enough. You know, I think, and I think the rhythm really helped. The design of the songs was was amazing, um, and again, I think that the the uh, lyricness of the music. You know how often mm. we think about the musicality of lyrics, mm. but the this music was l- lyrical. You know, and so whenever you heard a uh, a motif, you were pulled back into that idea, mm-hmm. uh, and and he used those really well throughout the show, mm. so that um, a lot of the conversations towards the very very end. We're just quoting previous mm. <laughs> conversations, mm. which is amazing. Mm. No, I love that. Can I interrupt there? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so that's the next thing I wanted to talk about was the lyrics. Um, and just 
yeah, as I said before, everything else was minimal, minimalist. So because the lyrics were just mm, so intense, yeah. it reminded me of the Shakespeare's that we've been watching. Yes. And of course, Shakespeare, in a similar way, again, like Macbeth, um, you've got a bare stage, you've mm-hmm. got minimal set, mm-hmm. you've, and they've got almost no lighting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and and so it is the words that that carry um, the the show. And with Shakespeare, of course, you've got to listen intently. Yep. And we had to with Hamilton. Yep. And, of course, the rap helped us. It, it, the rhyme helped us. It was really good in that sense. Um, and, of course, I was going to mention how... Um, you know, phrases or, or lyrics or lines that were said earlier or wrapped earlier mm. that came up time and time again throughout the whole thing. And, of yeah. course, they did because those were the themes that they were commenting on. Mm. The person who keeps on waiting and never takes his shot. I'm going to take my shot. I'm not having yeah. my shot taken from me. You know, and Angelica with her same message all over. Every time she appears, she's singing the same. You know, that partly it relates to those flat characters I talked about, but also partly they're the themes that he built his life on. Um, am I going to be that person? No, I'm going to be this person. Yeah. Um, and so on. Yeah. So, yeah, so those, uh, the, the lyrics were um, really, really important. And, and I think yeah. they um, used the other devices to help maintain that and, and support that. Mm. So, yeah. Well, again, another brave move for such, uh, uh, you know, for the financiers, the backers to say, yeah, we're going to go with this really wordy <laughs> um, musical, which is unusual uh-huh. um, and this really intense. And the other big brave decision, of course, I think, is um, not having a great big chorus number at the end. Just, oh. just ending on, on this beautiful pathos. It was Basically, it was an epilogue. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was what happened afterwards, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, and, and, and it was. It was just yeah. beautiful and it ended... Um, the show in a lovely um, sense of peace, uh-huh. um, and there's your legacy coming through again, yep. and and that's when I said to you which, before we started recording this podcast that the the show was not just about mm. Alexander; it was about the Hamiltons, mm-hmm. um, and she, Eliza Hamilton, um, had another lifetime. Yeah, um, and and we heard some of what. You know, there was a teaser, really. Yeah. She deserves her own show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's an interesting um, aspect that uh, in some ways Hamilton hasn't changed by the end um, in terms of he's still not telling his wife everything mm. and he's still writing mm. as his last act mm. and he's um, – still obsessed with the way that people think about him. I do I do want to highlight and and hold out the the redemption because because that's that's the most beautiful story in the world. Um but the the other aspect that my friend said is that she doesn't like what Hamilton did politically. Um she says we shouldn't be celebrating um a man who did a bad thing for America in terms of the financial system he set up. Um, she thinks it was the the, the wrong move. Uh, I have no idea what the financial system or anything was, um, and what the effects were. But um, it is an interesting notion of how much do we think of, uh, do we herald this guy, um, and how much do we? Yeah, are we allowed? This is a a question. 
probably a very simple answer. But are we allowed to um, heroize such a flawed character? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm, I'll make this my last comment. Um, and, of course, it'll be two, not one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've got to reply to what you've, you've just said first. Yeah. And so, um, uh, yeah, you know, you, you sort of got, got to ask yourself, what did Lynn Manuel Miranda have in mind for us um, when watching the show, did did he want? What did he want us to think about this this man Hamilton? Was it uh, that he was a founding father that whose story had not really been publicised mm. a lot, and so hey, let's hear about him, flaws and all, mm-hmm. um, and he didn't shy away from those flaws. Well, they were obviously pivotal. Or that hey, here's a man who did a lot of good, uh, and perhaps in for America. So let's find out what those things were and celebrate those, which is. While your friend's criticism is valid, I don't think that's what Lynn Manuel Miranda was intending. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I think um, so. What what message did I get from uh, the musical? Um, that there, this this was a, definitely a flawed man. This was a man consumed by ambition. Surprise, surprise, similar to Macbeth. Um, but what did he do with that? You know, what what was constant throughout his life? Um, did was did he have integrity? Well, he was true to himself. He knew himself. Mm. Um, he didn't compromise for people. Um, was that a good thing? Was it a bad thing? It's, it's, it doesn't judge that. It just says this is what this is who he was. Mm. Um, obviously, <laughs> um, as much as you can in a musical. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I I think that was good. I think my final word. What you know? What would be my final word about the the musical? Um, apart from the immense creativity that went into all aspects of it that we've mentioned, um, um, I I find it refreshing. I I think if I hope that this spawns um, a change in musical theatre that will make it more um, re- relate well, relate even more to the, the, coming, the current and coming generations um, because um, musical theatre, even with rap, dare I say it, is that music. That, that's, <laughs> that, that's another argument altogether. Um, it, musical theatre can, can do what, what, um, what straight plays and movies and so on can't and that is... Um, you know, do that unimaginable mm. that words can't do, music can. Mm. Um, and we see that and we hear that. Um, yeah. So, yay, Waco, again, so unbelievably still in disbelief and shock that I managed to see this wonderful thing. And I'm <laughs> so pleased. Thank you, Lynn Manuel Miranda. Thank you, Disney, for bringing it to the rest of the world. Waco. Waco. I don't think I can say anything better than that for closing. Um, Yeah. Thanks for watching it with me, Dad. Awesome. Awesome.